Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, March 14th. We will be chatting about the movies the week of Friday, March 17th. We're in the thick of the March break, I guess. Yeah, I forgot about that because, you know, I'm not in school. Yeah, we don't have kids and the kids that we know don't talk about March break to us, I guess. I only know because my sister is taking my nieces somewhere. I didn't even ask. Camping, maybe. They went Saturday because we had to help my dad out with something or other and the only thing that made any sense because my wife didn't want to go out she'd already seen her parents you know it was fine so i wasn't involved but i was like what about friday i'll leave a little early from work we'll go out there my sister and i help my dad with some tasks you know have some pizza and it was good it's a good plan but then not to tell a whole lengthy story or anything like that but then my dad saw the opportunity and was like well what if you stay overnight just you and then we can get more stuff done perfectly reasonable perfectly reasonable <laughs> but my knee-jerk reaction, Friday nights are kind of sacred, not as much to you because you have a weird schedule, but uh-huh. like when you're doing a Monday to Friday, I don't know, usually Friday night you want to kind of relax and not overdo stuff. I mean, I'm showing my age, I guess, but I'm like, when, when I was pre-40, maybe I'd be going out and not drinking, but I'll stay home and maybe have a drink. You know, the cats and movies, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm very happy with that. But I'm also like, it's my parents. I do not have a good reason to be like... No, I would prefer to come back earlier and like do what I do six nights a week. Was it like heavy manual labor? No, it was like more than the average person would do, but not crazy stressful. Just so one was replacing those Longo light bulbs in a kitchen light. We had to get the cover off and they've been in there for a while. And so he didn't know if they were just bad bulbs or if it was an electrical issue, which would be a lot worse and not something we can do or should do. But remarkably, it went perfectly well, except for when my mom thought she was helping by bursting out of nowhere with a mag light in my face. <laughs> she wasn't like, do you need light? She burst out of nowhere, light already on and was like, here, and like right in my eye. And it was terrifying, but hilarious ultimately. We have those lights down in the secret storage heller underneath the candy bar that a lot of people don't know about and, and they then flicker on in a creepy way in a perfect <laughs> like should have some horror movie danny elfman style music accompanying it it always flickers on in the scariest way and you could hear it, it like whirs and clicks on is that why you were too tired to come to the uh, oscars on sunday what's funny is like i did get home in time to go to joan of arc or whatever it was but i knew there was no chance in hell that was happening like it was I did have a good time. It was great. Like, hung out with my dad. There was a Raptors game at 10 or 10.30 at night or something. It was like they were playing LA, so you knew it was going to be a late one. See, he did not last the whole game, and I kind of was in and out in the fourth quarter. But no, we had a really good time. It was super fun. And then the next day, like, I left around, like, 1 or something like that. But by the time I'm, like, home, settled, you know, got some, like, tea or whatever, you know, <laughs> just chilling, I was like, oh, God, it's that thing tonight. And, I, I just, and it was 9.45. I could have absolutely come to that. But... I don't know. I felt like I got robbed of a Friday night, you know? So it's like, well, now I'm leaving her. She's not coming to that. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, that's, <laughs> that's a hard sell. So it was a weird weekend. Felt like we lost some time, but I also felt awesome, like helping out my parents. You're back to being the favorite son. Oh my God. I mean, never left, you know, but uh, <laughs> it was fun, but weird. Anything that throws off my schedule, I'm just, I'm not great with that, which is sad as hell, but it's true. It was a bonkers weekend here because we had everything everywhere all at once which even before the Oscar win was doing very well. Then we had Rocky Horror on Friday night. On Saturday night, we had silent film with a live band. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, we had no real movies. We had (laughs) Church in the Morning, a rental for Mamma Mia from our friends at A Company of Fools, who's a local theater troupe. And it was sold out, like turned away people at the door, sold out. 
and then the Oscars. So Sunday we didn't have any movie box office to report. But it was packed pretty much all day. Yeah, and I didn't come see the silent film because I was working all day Saturday. It's one of those things where sometimes when you're behind the scenes and then the actual event happens... You're just kind of like, oh, I'm tired of this event. <laughs> yeah, no, and I figured Oscars is always packed and crazy and people are yes. all doing what they do, you know. And I, actually, I'm assuming like the church would be relatively quiet comparatively. Church was the best thing. Church, <laughs> they take care of themselves. They come in, they set up their tech, they get out on time. Sometimes they bring me lunch, you Ooh. know. Yeah. That's all. They got like Jesus there helping them move stuff in and stuff. He's everywhere. So, I mean, he's helping. Somebody asked what church it was, and I'm like, I'm so bad, and Latter-day I mean no Saints. offense to any church people, but I'm like, you know, it's uh, Jesus, oh, and... Uh, well, did they... I wonder if they even say... Because, like, everyone going there already knows, right? Like, yeah. they're, they're part of that club, so it's like, they don't need to be like, just to remind everyone, we're the church of blank, you know? Exactly, yeah. And for the silent film, there was some miscommunication between us and the band, where they thought we book a sound tech, and we thought they book a sound tech, so... There was no sound tech. And then in the days leading up, the guy who normally does it, who's a lovely guy, he had something to do. And we have learned, kind of fascinating, that especially over COVID and evolution of people moving on to different jobs, not just in Ottawa, because the band was saying they had the same problem in other cities, that there's X amount of sound techs in a town. And now that stuff is back and there's concerts and House of Targ is doing stuff, and the NAC is doing stuff, and Blues Fest is coming back, etc. All the sound techs are booked up, especially on a Saturday night with an 11th hour request. I got 10 different people saying, oh, that sounds so much fun. I would love to do that. I'm working. Yeah. So that was stressful. Luckily, Lee found a friend of his in the, I think, genuine 11th hour. Like, it might have <laughs> been 11 p.m. on the night before. But it all worked out. The band was great. The sound tech was great. But it's just one of those things where you're so wrapped up in it, and by the time the event happens, it's kind of like you hear about talk show hosts or movie stars saying, like, I don't watch my own talk show or I don't go to my own movies. So this live event, everybody had a great time. We did really well. But for me, I was like, oh, I'm just happy to go home, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And just usually you have that guy that Gwen knows, you know? That's the guy! Yeah, but, like, obviously he was somewhat busy, I'm assuming. Yeah, so... They are going to come back in May or June, and they emailed today saying, hey, can we book a day in May? And I'm like, yes, let's make sure you have your sound tech first. Yeah, I I mean, it's just not something we ever have to think about. Exactly. I understand their point of view, but also, I mean, if you're a touring band, literally, like, I mean, it's it's definitely something you'd have to be quadruple sure about. Yeah, and just we are not a place that usually has live events. So if you're going into House of Targ, if you're going to the Brunson Center, if you're going into the NAC, that's what they do. Yeah. Whereas us, often when a band comes in, we have an event coming up. They take care of all their own stuff. So we are like, we're the screen and the cinema. Yeah. So when we are expected to do that bit of extra thing, it's kind of like, ah, this isn't our job. (laughs) Yeah. And I assume it probably would have sounded okay. Like, it's not like it would have just been screeching for an hour and a half. Yeah, because we have stuff and most bands are smart enough. And I don't know. And I'm like... Can you just do it? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you just acoustic it? Yeah. But, yeah. I don't even know like what that would entail. And, and now I'm like, man, maybe I should have been a sound tech. Like this seems like that would have been. Well, someone's coming in and making use of our piano. Uh-huh. And they were asking about a piano tuner. Yeah, right. And we're like, 
sure. And they're like, okay, you guys can get one and let us know. And we're like, no, you get one. That's like $600 or something. <laughs> yeah, you it? get one. Yeah, it's an insane price. It's like, we have the piano. You don't got to bring a piano, so uh, you yeah. get to tune it. It's not helping us to have it tuned. like. Yeah, it's just there for fun for us. Yeah, so it's not the 30s or whatever it was when they were playing the piano all the time. <laughs> like, I know for a fact that Eric played his stirring rendition of Nude on the Moon on it. Oh, yeah. And it sounded just fine. That was good. <laughs> uh, I mean, I still play it from time to time, usually like if I'm uh, waiting for you or if you're getting an <laughs> yeah. animal bar or something, but it doesn't sound great, but it is fun. I, I guess for me, like part of the fun is having the wonky aspect of that keyboard, you know, like yeah. it should sound weird and ethereal. So did you watch the Oscars at home? I did not. No? I mean, a lot by, of people if, don't. If by that you mean I kept up in a, on Twitter and any time that someone I cared about had their speech, I watched that. Then Was there yes. like a basketball game at the same time? or Not even because they played the night before. We watched something or other i kind of forgot that it was the oscars like things would remind me kind of the same with the junos but like to a lesser degree well back in the day i used to like watching it kind of after the fact i would go to a movie that night or watch tv that night because i really like fast forwarding through it because if you're like i don't care about this band or i don't care about this horrible sketch they're doing or the hour of commercials you can really whip through it but uh we had a fun time here i'm eternally hypocritical about them because i really think it sounds very art house of me but i don't think art should be judged or pitted against each other <laughs> and we saw it this year where some cool people won and then people are furious because another cool person didn't win and i'm like yeah but it's not michelle Yeoh's fault that she's awesome and she won an award and i'm sorry that Kate Blanchett or Angela Bassett didn't win, or I'm sorry Steven Spielberg didn't win, or I'm sorry uh, Elvis didn't win, but they were all good. It was a really good year. Yeah. And I just hate that pitting people against each other when it's just an award show. But this year I was really pleasantly surprised. Holy cow. And I commented in my hosting duties. I'm like, I just cheered like my sports ball team won something. But when Kihui Kwan won, when Michelle Yeoh won, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere winning Best Picture. I didn't think any of those. I thought it was going to be one of those years where, like, that's the great weird movie that we gave a bunch of nominations to that nerds get to complain about that didn't win any awards. Mm -hmm. And then it won all the awards. Yeah, and instead that was Fablemans and Tar and... Yeah. There was, there was like, yeah, and Elvis, I guess. Like Everything there was else like, got one, right? Yeah, where yeah. it was like Top Gun got sound, Avatar got effects... I don't think Avatar got any, actually. No, Avatar got effects. Did they get effects? Yeah, for I, sure. That's yeah. funny. I never actually saw who won effects, I guess. And I, but then Fableman's just... got zero. And uh, Banshee's got zero, I think. Oh, did Banshee get zero? Pretty yeah. sure. Pretty I think sure. it's because they thought it was going to be split up a bit more. A lot of times you'll see the Oscars where like they kind of they snowflake it. They're like, everybody gets an award. Yeah. But this year, I think maybe people thought that Banshee's would get screenplay and everything would get actress and actor and then fablemans would get score whatever split yeah. up a bit more but i think people really liked everything everywhere i guess yeah no it's pretty interesting to see how these things go because there's always something that doesn't win anything but it doesn't seem like there are that many people saying so-and-so was robbed this year like yeah as much as most years it really did seem like i don't know like i don't even want to say the underdogs won because like most of the people who won people thought they would win yeah like, like who Geez, the biggest surprise might have been Jamie Lee because yeah. that was kind of like, here's your nomination for your career and you're right. awesome. But 
Yeah, that, even that she was, was kind of like, I'm not going to win this award. And Angela Bassett's amazing, but I think people are trying to make that a thing that she was all mad and that she yeah. should have won or whatever. But it's like they're both incredible. Like I, I don't think Angela Bassett's mad at Jamie Lee Curtis. I think if anything, it's a surprise that she got the nomination because yeah. I loved Wakanda Forever. I thought she was great in it, but big movies like that often don't get those kind of awards. Like famously, through every Star Wars movie going up to right now. It has one acting award for Alec Guinness. True. Lord of the Rings, if you count them through all six, have one acting award. No, it's weird. Well, it's not weird. It's like perfectly understandable, but it just sucks. Like same with the horror genre. I mean, there's just so many. Yeah. Just God, like literally limitless examples of really great performances that are just overlooked. Like, you know, like Hereditary or something like that. You know, like, there's just so many great performances. That I you- wonder if today, because I know there was a push to get Andy Serkis a nomination both for Lord of the Rings and Planet of the Apes. And there's the argument that, oh, acting with CG help isn't real acting. But then you see Andy Serkis acting and you're like, yeah, he's full blown acting. He yeah. just has some help to make him look like an ape or a little monster. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's somewhat like Jim Carrey in the mask or something like that. Like, I mean, not the same thing, but just, mm-hmm. you know, where you're sort of like, oh, special effects. But you're like, well, I mean, a ton of that is just his face and stuff. Yeah, it really is assisted. And there is the argument of if Brendan Fraser can get an award for a role that he would not have been able to do without makeup assistance. Usual Brendan Fraser would not have been that same character. So isn't it the same if you get CG help? Who won makeup? Speaking of that. It was, uh, so Whale got makeup oh. and actor, I believe. Yeah, I was kind of yeah. wondering. Yeah, because like you said, I mean, you can't have one without the other, really. I admit that often during the awards, I'm paying attention to what I really care about. And in the midst, Raina and Gwen and I, we did a good job. The three of us were knocking off the ballots. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, one gentleman won. He was the clear winner. And it's always that interesting math at the end of the night where if... Say Michelle Yeoh had not have won, that would have skewed things differently. Yeah. But because Michelle Yeoh won and because Everything Everywhere won Best Picture, everybody got that. So as soon as that happened, the guy who won with those two points, 30 other people got those two points, but he got 20 out of 24 or 21 out of 24, and everybody else was one behind. So it was a close call. We almost had a 20-way tie. Oh, my God. But it worked out with one winner. Man, I wonder how you even tie break that. <laughs> oh my God. If we had a 20 way tie, it would just be like, look, guys, we can't give you all six passes. Yeah, this is insane. <laughs> uh, we're going to give you all a roll of 35 millimeter film and a VHS tape. Oh, yeah. We're going to give you like a bag of DVDs or yeah. like whatever, you know, whatever we find sitting around. That went well, and Lee always brings a bunch of stuff because Lee's cool, and I think between his filmmaking and movie programming, yeah, he gets stuff, you know? like yeah. It's a mix of him buying stuff and getting rid of his old things, and he just gets things in the mail of For like, sure. here, here's this Blu-ray. But he used to do reviews at one point. Too, yeah, so I think I mean. he's still on those mailing lists, so not even off the record. I don't mind saying this. I stole some for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm mad that I forgot to think to do that because, like, every year, I, like, we're not jerks, but it's yeah. like, I'll grab one or two, you know? Like, exactly. It's like, we're That's we're our not, payment. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're not we're not paid the equal <laughs> amount for what we put into the place, except yeah, yeah. that we are in, in vibes and good times by and free movies. people, you know? Yeah, so it's like, you, you got to get what you get, you know? You get your popcorn, you get your stuff. It works out. So it's like, I do feel guilty, but I also wouldn't be walking out with a stack of stuff. You know? Yeah. But as a gift to you, and in tradition, because yes. I think last year you got Halloween on Blu-ray. Indeed. 
I grabbed Halloween Kills and Ends. It's amazing. For I, you. I didn't think that I would get the trilogy. And I, I'm going to say it again. I love Halloween Ends. You Take know? that. I, that, is, <laughs> that is a good movie. You know, I don't, I don't care. Not only that, yeah, I'm going to make it even more controversial. I did not hate Halloween Kills. Yeah. I will say I didn't love it, but I would still give it a passing grade. Man, if we just waited a little bit longer, we could have watched the Blu-ray or the 4K of it. Yeah. Like, we, we waited so long to see two, especially. Like, that was crazy. For myself, I grabbed the latest Jurassic, essentially because I haven't seen it yet. So now I can watch it. That was good. Well, I mean, I don't know. I liked it. But. And uh, the John Wick movies. The John Wick trilogy. Yeah. Well, I mean, for now, you're going to be behind the times in like two months. I know. You're, you're down one. Lee was funny because a couple times over the last few months, I'd be like, oh, do you have this movie? Because somebody for a private rental wanted to watch a movie. And he'd go, oh, I only have have it on 4k and so not until oscar night when i'm holding the halloween movies in my hands and he goes oh does eric have a 4k player and i'm like no dude they always throw the blu-ray in for free yeah. and he's like really yeah I thought so he knew that because the halloween one doesn't have the 4k he took it for himself i assumed it just has the blu-ray maybe he didn't notice on the newer ones the newer fancy <laughs> cases they kind of have this embossed 4k but i opened it up i'm like no see there it is yeah weird okay yeah i just wait i wonder what that means he doesn't have the disc from the first <laughs> one that, or is it loose like that anyways this is not, not the point for now at the end of the night, it's always nice. Everyone is so nice and says, good job hosting for myself and Reina. And it's very messy. Holy cow, it was messy. I came in a bit earlier to clean the next day. But it's a fun night. We'll do it again, of course. And I haven't heard. Did anyone watch the awards? They're always like, this year was the oh, yeah. lowest rated awards again. I haven't heard that yet. But yeah, they usually are quick to tell us. So if, if they haven't, maybe it wasn't the lowest. If I had been home and if... We did not do the Oscar night. Don't tell the Mayfair. I yeah. might have been at home watching The Last of Us if I, I yeah. wasn't. But yeah, it's funny you say that because I remembered I had to check. This is why I keep a list because I never remember. But I was watching The Last Picture Show for the first time. Oh, wow. So, you know, I mean, it's Oscar-ish. I mean, it was yeah. oh, it won sure. some awards and whatnot. So I'd never seen that one. It was, it was a cool vibe. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a sad movie, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that that's what I was doing. I was at home. As, you know, filmmakers would intend watching The Last Picture <laughs> yeah. Show instead of the Oscars. With your kitties. Yeah, they were having a good time, too. So we have a crazy week once again coming up, so let's jump into this. Absolutely. This is the week of Friday, March 17th through Thursday, March 23rd. St. Patrick's Day week. Oh, yeah. People reminded us of that, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> we're playing the leprechaun. We're oh, not no. playing the leprechaun. So we are, shockingly enough, holding over... Everything, everywhere, all at once for an accumulative seventh week. There was a big gap there, but it's seventh week total on our screen. And I'm assuming that means that Cineplex does not have it this week. I guess not, yeah. Because if they did, I don't think we would have it. That's so. what I was thinking. That occurred to me on the way when I, I saw your uh, post yesterday. I was like, oh man, does that mean we, because we already had it, we kind of... They're probably like, nah, we have to play Shazam. Yeah, well, and it's funny because they posted a Cineplex did a thing that was like, congratulations, everything, everywhere, all at once. And I thought it was going to usually a like, now playing blah, blah, blah. But it didn't. And I was like, oh, man, you got you must be pissed. Like, you guys don't have it. And you're talking about it. And also, of course, half the comments were just like, I, I didn't like it. I didn't think oh, it was that God. good. <laughs> and the amount of people who always make the joke of like, oh, another movie, one that nobody saw. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, it's not our fault that you're not watching good movies. It made $100 million. Like, yeah. it's not... 
not seen. <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And I feel this is I, the first time I'm saying this out loud because I don't want to look like that guy. Someone was asking, yeah, my friend was asking me last night. She's like, oh, do you think you'd change your opinion on it? And I was like, first of all, there's so many more movies I need to see that I don't know if I would watch it again just because I could watch something else. It's not that I didn't like it. I love what it was, what it meant to like so many people. Kind of like Black Panther, to be honest, like the first one. Like I didn't love it. Like I thought it was okay, but what that meant to so many other people that aren't me and don't look like me is way more important than anything I could ever say about it. Like that's that's not made for me. I mean, lots of white people like Black Panther, but still, like, I just mean, like, I never, there's lots of movies like this where I'm like, that is awesome. I'm so glad it exists. It may not be for me. That's amazing. Like, you do you. I'm glad these things are successful. And, and yeah, good. Watch it. Watch it. Eric's wrong. I love both those movies. I know. Well, <laughs> my wife loved it. I mean, honestly, 99% of people loved it. I, I did not love it, but I just. Stop saying you don't like movies oh, when we're God. trying to publicize coming to see that it movie. Feels so good. Well, it's just one best picture. I mean, I, most best pictures, I, I'm kind of eh on, to be right honest. Right now, there's one person at home going, well, I was going to go see <laughs> oh, it. No. Literally, everyone that's not me loves it. So, What if Michelle Yeoh's listening? I did like The Shape of Water, but most Best Picture movies I'm just Weird. fine with. I didn't see Nomadland and Coda. I have not seen yeah. either of those movies. But anyways. So then another big Oscar winner, Women Talking. The crowd at the Mayfair erupted like it was a basketball team <laughs> hitting a three-pointer in overtime to win a cup. Like it was Because I didn't think she was going to win. And no. I thought, again, that was really a honor to be nominated because yeah. it's a little Canadian film. Talk about nobody's seen it comparatively to Everything Everywhere. A fraction of people are seeing this movie. But Sarah Polly is so cool. Such a proud Canadian. Real Canada sweetheart for us cinema people. She looked awesome. She was wearing like a suit and bow tie with nerd glasses. <laughs> Women Talking, I think, will be a big draw for us. I think a lot of people will come see that who were waiting for us to see it. Because we were just waiting. Because that's an example, like you mentioned. Like we were waiting for the multiplex to be done with it so we could get it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like that, I definitely think that'll do a lot better here than it would at a Cineplex. Uh, yeah, that's, oh, that's for sure. Very much our kind of movie. <laughs> so then, this is kind of funny and possibly bad timing, but we're playing The Room on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, and I'm that's... like, oh god, I, <laughs> I, I hope there's not a bunch of drunk people in tiny green hats coming to see the room making uh, it extra loud and messy yeah and i think it's the little green hats that you hate not the people yeah themselves. those hats They're just something about those damn hats so this will be our 156th time screening the room okay and you don't have to email me and tell me that bob odenkirk's doing a room remake because uh i know i was the first one to tell you you were the first uh, yeah and then there was 375 hey did you hear about this when are you going to play it? And I'm like, is it even filmed yet? We don't know. It's, <laughs> like, supposedly it is. But supposedly Tommy doesn't know anything about it. So that's yeah, much funnier. See, that could be a hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. He uh, doesn't usually tend to lash back with the law <laughs> when things go against him like that. Because, geez, see, that's a bad move. They should have been like, hey, Tommy, we're doing this fun thing. I'm Bob Odenkirk. I'm a big shot. Come and do a cameo. It'd be fun to have you play the the person in the flower store or something. Just something uh, like you that. You know way more about the room than you're letting on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about the room. I knew it. But Greg's in it, though. Oh, really? Because I saw a cast and crew photo, and it was Bob Odenkirk and various other people, and Greg sitting front and center. What? Yeah. So, so, so I don't know if Greg's playing Greg, but Greg... If he's not in it, he was at least there for the cast and crew photo to throw his approval. Okay, that's weird. This is going to get weird. It's already weird, but anyway, yeah. Mike Flanagan tweeted that he's in it. Oh. 
What? So yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> does, this, does this exist? Like I don't this know. is just one of those weird movies. But like, I believe it is a shot on blue screen shot in yeah. one day. So I don't know. I know it's a charitable thing. Yeah. But people ask if we're going to screen it. And I'm like, what? is it going to be made available? Is it some fun YouTube thing? I, I don't know. I, like, Yeah. And also, like, would we even be allowed to? Well, that's the thing. People may know that there was a documentary shot by some Ottawa filmmakers yeah, exactly. that didn't get the permission from Tommy. And then there was uh, lawsuits. And then the documentary team won. And then Tommy hates them now. And that's why we can't play that. But it still didn't come out, right? To my knowledge, no, I don't think so. So even though they won, it, like yeah. they kind of lost. I yeah, guess. I, don't, I know. don't know. So you can imagine if we were like, "Hey, Tommy, we're playing this thing that you didn't give permission for." Yeah, Bob I, and Greg, though no. the team of Bob Odenkirk and Greg must be savvy enough to be like, "Hey, Tommy, can we do this and raise some money for charity?" Yeah, we'll see. I'm very curious to see what happens with that. I feel like maybe Tommy did know at some point and either forgot or just uh, is hoping for a piece of the pie or something. I don't know. Yeah. So then another great example of a restoration of a long lost movie. We are playing a movie called Impulse from 1974. Oh, yeah. Starring William Shatner. I consider myself quite the Trekkie and Shatner fan. I never heard of this movie. I own this movie, so that means I'm better than you. No, no, it's that's true. Like that. That's but true. No, I, I got this off of a DVDR site basically back in the day. Back in the back in the day. God, I don't even know how long that. Was. Well, I was still living at home. Jesus. So that would be like yeah, twenty plus years. Wow. Twenty three years ago, maybe. And so it was like just one of those things where it was like you could not find these things or buy them or anything like that. So it's skirting the law, but no how dare you. The rights holders to impulse, you know, are probably not going to come after that. Site, They're listening so. now. They're going to get you. That's true. Now we know who they are. <laughs> You know, but still, like, yeah, that was got a, a chunk of just random ones, and like, yeah, that one is it's definitely odd. And it's funny; it's the same year as Texas Chainsaw, but nobody's oh, wow. heard of it. It's weird because it's perfectly in between. If Star Trek went off the air in '69 and the motion picture came out in '79, so this is right in those limbo years where Shatner was doing weird drive-in movies and stuff, weird Matlock cameos and stuff. Yeah, and before his. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's one of those ones where you argue he never went away. But then in the 80s, he had... Or wait, was... T.J. Hooker is 80s, isn't it? So yeah, so T.J. Hooker, Rescue 911. Oh, yeah. And then you go after that, and it's like Boston Legal and all the Star Trek films. So then he was very busy. But I think there might have been a little bit of a slow patch in the mid-70s there. Yeah, the Devil's Reign. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so, there's good stuff, and then there's not good stuff. I can't wait to see it. So it's, it's Shatner just playing a jerk right a bad yeah, yeah. guy yeah. he's just yeah he's just a monster and like i haven't watched it i mean in 20 years probably and i've never seen it on the big screen clearly and i'm assuming this looks better than the vhs rip on dvd i imagine that I yes. <laughs> which i hope i still have i'm gonna see if i can dig that up and then i'll bring in my bootleg dvd to show up then a new film we're screening this week is megan Oh, jeez. Mathrigan? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's that's weird. So this is a uh, James Wan Blumhouse joint. Yeah. It's one of those movies where it's so many critics with that backhanded compliment of, oh, I thought this was going to be horrible, but I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. It's not that bad at all. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I did watch it recently. It's basically Child's Play, but like, it's like a bit like the newer Child's Play, actually, now that I think about it, you know? And yeah. Uh, and yeah, I liked it. Like, I mean, it's it's what you think it is. Like, I mean, you're not, if you're not into a killer robot type movie, you may not like this, but it's like, you know, the trailers are not misleading. A lot of people have said it's the most popular new horror villain 
in a long time. Yeah, for the, especially for the TikTok generation. Like, that yeah. was kind of like there was some implication that they filmed certain scenes or wrote certain things to appeal to TikTokers, right? Which absolutely sure. worked. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, hard to criticize, but that is an interesting thing to think about. Like, it's like, are we going to get to the point, even with something like a cocaine bear, where you're putting in parts that you think will take off on social media? Like, are you, right, okay, right. this five second scene, 10 second scene will be good for social. So we'll put that in there. But is it good for the story? That's going to be a whole other conversation, but it's just kind of interesting. Well, that's even like any genre movie. Sometimes they'll have stuff in the trailer that's not in the movie. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Because they're like, yeah, it's good for the trailer. Yeah. And you never really know what's going to take off, but it is kind of funny. Like this was a marketing type movie. You could tell like just once that first teaser came out and she was doing the dance and stuff, you're just sort of like, it just kind of took off. And it, yeah, it does kind of remind you of some of those movies that kind of start out with a darker tone and then audiences cling to a certain aspect. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to change that up and give them more laughs or more, you know, kills or whatever. Who's the last original horror franchise villain was it saw um could say victor crowley from the hatchet series maybe because uh, they did five of those are those older than saw or younger than saw but i mean during the same during it was the same con era. concurrent because yeah, yeah, the yeah. first one was 2003 so okay. it was after the first saw or yeah. about that or but those guess. two guys because then it's like we're in the world of and i really like them but like kind of the conjuring stuff but that's not really a specific villain a lot of time there is the annabelle doll i guess it would be uh, art the clown with terrifier oh god yeah so they're out there still, but Megan definitely hit the mainstream yeah. with like, you know, Tonight Show jokes and merchandise and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and then she's kind of an antihero in a way because like, I mean, it's one of those, it's not a spoiler, but I mean, she's obviously protecting the kids. Right. So right she's right. not necessarily just killing like randos, you know, it's yeah. jerks and stuff. Like. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It, no, but it's fun. It's fun. So then we have three films in from the International Film Fest of Ottawa. Ooh. Three art house kind of cool movies. One is called, I believe it's pronounced Phi 1.618. That just sounds like Megan again. It's a Bulgarian oh. fantasy sci-fi art house low budget movie. Jesus. You just what <laughs> you just said every genre, basically. Yeah. Well, it's the blurb. Yushev's first live action fantasy feature incorporates silent cinema techniques, steampunk aesthetics and animated sequences into a picaresque fairy tale man that's a tough sentence there was a lot of words in there that i don't know what they mean but man. i kept going yeah i don't even know what to focus on animated sequences <laughs> or cyberpunk mystique or picaresque. i forgot how you said it, all of that then wow. the second film from the festival in is tales from the gimli hospital it's a restoration of a 1988 canadian film from winnipeg's sweetheart guy madden all right. And Guy will be in attendance to what? introduce the film and do a Q&A afterwards. Jesus, that's... Wow, that was unexpected. All the way from Winnipeg. You're all over everything. Like, yeah. They just won the uh, 2025 <laughs> Grey Cup. They're going to be hosting it. So, I mean, you get to ask him about that. That's all the questions will be. <laughs> guy, Guy, question <laughs> regarding the upcoming Grey Cup in two years. <laughs> the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I yeah, want to say. Nailed it, nailed it. Yeah. Ask him about that. He better have a Blue Bombers jacket or else I'm going to be furious. So then the third thing from the Ottawa Film Festival is really cool. It's called Cinema's First Nasty Women, Gender Adventures. It's a collection of short silent films accompanied by live music. Wow. The films span from slapstick to farce to cowboy melodrama to adventure. And it's all women starring in films from the 1910s and 20s. Huh. So the world is tough for women now. Yeah. Back then, seeing 
these films from 100 years ago, more than 100 years ago, it's so fascinating to see that it's a Wild West movie and a spy movie and an adventure movie, and they're all short, silent films with women starring in them. I'm very interested to see this collection. I like Gender Adventures would be a good title for it, too. Like, that's, that's fun to say. And there's one called The Girl Spy Before Vicksburg, okay. a range romance, The Night Rider. Oh, oh, I like that show. That, that could be good. <laughs> I'll watch that. So, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So you can check out the International Film Festival of Ottawa's website if you're looking to grab tickets for those. When is that one, that last movie we were just talking about? Uh, so Phi 16-18 is on March 17th. Ooh. And then March 18th is the cinema's first Nasty Women okay. and Tales from Gimli Hospital. All right, all right. Yeah. That's March 18th, of course. That's that's Cartoon Day, right? That is. And so the final thing to say oh, about sorry. this week. I didn't mean no, to do No, no, that's like... good. That was a good segue. <laughs> that seemed professional. <laughs> you see? Is our 26th round of Saturday morning cartoons. Boy, oh boy. And of course, the day that I'm in Toronto, obviously, I'm missing all that stuff you just said. Oh, yeah. So you're missing... The cool film festival with the live band and Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, we're leaving the morning of the 17th and coming back the 19th. That's the worst time. I know. That's (laughs) all the stuff you just said. We're not doing any of that stuff. Gender bending, or or not gender bending, gender adventures. Well, maybe gender bending. I I haven't seen it. Could be. And I won't see it because I'll be in Toronto. Why would you leave on such a good weekend? I, we're going to see a Raptors game, which was, was not even Ooh. my choice, which sounds hilarious as who I am. But yeah. there, there was a gift from my friend. No, it doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm still rambling about this part of it. But yeah, so he's taking... There's five of us, I think, all told. But yeah, so we were we were just trying to figure this out and just everything was weird and this ended up being the thing. And now I'm like, first of all, I'm missing all this, but also one of my favorite Wu-Tang members is performing literally one of my top 10 hip-hop albums of all time front to back at Bronson Center no. on the Saturday night. And I will not be there, obviously, because... Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's... Hopefully people enjoy Liquid Swords because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to, but I, you know, it'll be okay. I'm... I'm just, I mean, it's, I'm not hard done by, I'll be watching a raps game. It'll be fun. But I'm just like, how is this, this much good stuff in the, in a 48 hour span? Yeah. Gwen and I always say though, it's like, if you're missing something because you're working in a cubicle office in some Orwellian nightmare and you hate your job, that's bad. Yeah. If you're missing something cool to do something cool, that's not too bad. No. But that is funny that you're missing two cool things to do something cool. Yeah. I mean, we'll still have fun in a way, you know, but who are like, they playing? Minnesota, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Yeah. And so it's another North team in a way, you know, uh-huh. so like, I don't know. I th- Raptors versus Wolves. Yeah. So by the rule of mascot, I say Raptors wins. Yeah. A Raptor beats a wolf. That that, that could be wolf. That <laughs> could be wolf. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. I'm so upset about missing this stuff. <laughs> God. But off the record, did you get a sneak peek at the cartoons yet? Not yet. I would never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ahead of time do such a thing. But I am going to, you know, hopefully Eric bring a USB. Asked. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I was devastated to miss it. And so I, I actually, the tentative plan is that we're going to watch it on Saturday morning at the same time that it's playing here. Mm. You know, provided I can get this USB figure out and all that all that jazz and yeah. provided my sister-in-law has a setup that will make this work and so we're gonna and not only that but my friends are like upping it and they want to go buy sugared cereals for us in toronto alone yes yes it won't be the same but i'll pretend that it is and then the hilarious thing was on the way here i uh, texted my wife to be like okay listen in i hope this is okay with you news everybody wants to watch <laughs> three hours of cartoons <laughs> 
and she would never come to that. But I was like, will you never come to it because you wouldn't get up that early on a Saturday to come across town to yeah. be around that many people or because you would never want to watch that? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. So she was okay with it. Like she says it'll be fine. But I, I felt guilty because I was like, that sucks. For you. We're at your sister's place essentially forcing you to do this event you may not do you know it's gonna be awesome she'll love it yeah i'm I'm very excited so we'll see okay so that is our movies for the week of friday march 17th 2023 thanks for listening everybody you can find more information at mayfairtheater.ca if you don't see it there we don't know it's I, true i promise we don't know but we do know that i'll be hosting cinema at the end of the month which oh, is yeah. i mean that's like a couple podcasts away but just or just, one just podcast mark your away. calendars yeah yeah so get excited for that and there'll be more details and we are on all the social media stuff well no we're not because there's like 12 <laughs> social medias now we're, we're on, on a twitter bunch. facebook instagram are we on tiktok no okay somebody asked about that i'm like oh my god really that's another thing we, i listen to we a couple on... comedians and they're like they recommend you put three tiktoks on tiktok a day Oof. And i'm like god no you were doing snapchat for a while and then it's like are people doing snapchat i don't know I, yeah we can't figure it out we're on napster is that a thing <laughs> i don't know that doesn't help anyone so yeah so we hope to see you back here soon for some awesome movies on the big screen thanks for listening everybody bye, bye. oh yeah and I, as i already told you but now i have to tell everyone there's three cage movies coming out next month mm -hmm. three cage movies and lee has assured me we're getting all of no probably not <laughs> every few years a motion picture is made which by its very nature demands that everyone see it a motion picture that dares expose the innermost depths of the human soul. I thought I locked the door. Well, what are you doing here? A film which penetrates all preconceived ideas of fear. A film that explores the illusion of death. Atlantis Pictures proudly presents William Shatner and Kim Nicholas as two souls caught in a sphere of suffering. Somebody's gotta believe me. Somebody's gotta believe me! Two souls united by the dead. Impulse. A motion picture experience you will never forget. Mm -hmm.